There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. And I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. Charlie Harding, can you do me a favor? Sure. I'd like you to put on an ugly sweater. <laughs> I'd like you to pour yourself a cup of eggnog. Mm. Because it's the holiday season and I want to talk about Christmas music with you. I'm excited for this because I actually am a true fan of eggnog and holiday songs. Even though they're both kind of gross. <laughs> Then you are my ideal partner for this conversation, Chuck, because I want to try and answer a question that's been vexing me. What's that? It's why are there no new Christmas songs? There's like uh, Taylor Swift had that Christmas tree farm song. There's like a couple. But yeah, it's all oldies. And Mariah. Right. I'm being hyperbolic. In fact, there are more Christmas songs than we'll ever need. And every year we get even more of them. We have countless holiday themed albums dropped to try and capitalize on the season of spending when people are more likely to buy music than ever. And it makes sense because holiday music is extremely successful. Like the fact that Mariah Carey is on end of year 2021 charts because all I want for Christmas is you is such a big song just proves that holiday music is a big Moneymaker. But despite the annual glut of Christmas releases, few of these new Christmas songs pierce our collective holiday listening traditions. It is strange. Like, I don't even hear them. I almost always default to the classics. Right. And if we look at Billboard's Holiday Hot 100 list, which tracks holiday song plays over streaming, sales, and radio play, the top five tracks are all songs that have been written many moons ago. Yeah. At number one is, of course, the song that you just mentioned, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. The song is 27 years old. came out in 1994. It's not new, but it feels new compared to the majority of other holiday songs on the radio, which are mostly coming from the 50s or 60s. Right. Mariah at 1994 is a relatively recent entry into the Christmas canon. I think one of the strangest things that's happened in your life that you never would have expected is that you have become the media's go-to interpreter of Mariah's All I Want for Christmas is You. I feel like you go on the radio every single holiday to explain this song. I do, and it is one of the strangest and most enjoyable parts of my job. (laughs) I'm the Mariah Whisperer. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, any guesses, Chuck, on the Holiday Hot 100? It's going to be either Louis Armstrong or something by Irving Berlin. Wrong and wrong. It's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee from 1958. Just 
Was Brenda Lee 13 years old when she recorded that song? Yes, she was. Whoa. Does that need to be mentioned every time we mention it? Yes. Definitely. Okay, number three, any guesses? Charlie has his eyes closed. He is in deep holiday meditation. (laughs) I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Great guess and completely wrong. It's Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. Uh. And that's from 1957. Number four, I feel like no you're, good, <laughs> you're just giving up. It's A Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow. I feel like all of these songs could be playing in the background of a Home Alone film shopping scene when they're going to buy the gifts. They're like the upbeat commercial songs. That is definitely the vibe, and it's also true of the song that rounds out the top five. It's the most wonderful time of the year, recorded by Andy Williams in 1963. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and so, Chuck, as you said, besides Mariah's 1994 classic, all of these songs are from the 50s or 60s. So clearly, we are drawn to the nostalgic sounds of Christmas past every year, starting around December 1st. And while we might pick up the latest Christmas offering from, say, Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani, <laughs> ultimately, we're going to go back to the classics, right? Surely, the first thing that I do post Thanksgiving is play Charlie Brown's Christmas. It's a longtime family tradition, and mm. it feels like it is the auditory signal, a sort of Pavlovian kind <laughs> of entry into the holiday spirit. For my family, it's the Nat King Cole Christmas album. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. But I, I have the exact same experience, Chuck. Yeah, it's pretty clear that you and I find comfort in the classics. And we're not alone. On the Holiday 100 charts, as of this recording, there are only three songs written in the last 20 years to make it into the top 40. Really? What I want to do is listen to each of them, consider what's made them join such rarefied company as Mariah and Andy Williams, Hmm. and ask if these songs can go the distance and become the 21st century members of the Christmas music canon. This is just delightful. Let's start with a song that's sitting comfortably at number 13. It's Kelly Clarkson's Underneath the Christmas Tree, originally released in 2013. Okay, so the first thing I notice is that this is immediately drawing on all of the throwback sounds. Like, it is almost indistinguishable. It's got that plonky quarter note piano riff, bells and giant orchestration in a sort of 60s wall of sound kind of feel with big mm-hmm. reverberation. If you played this back-to-back with Jingle Bell Rock, 
I'd be like, cool, yep, same kind of deal. I hear that, Chuck, and I would suggest another Christmas classic as the reference point here. It's Ooh. Christmas, parentheses, Baby, Please Come Home by Darlene Love. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's the same chords. And that was produced by Phil Spector. Hence that wall of sound approach that you were mm. referencing. Yeah. I'm just going to be a curmudgeon and say that I enjoy the original more than the piece that it influenced. Fair enough. But there's some lovely touches in this Kelly Clarkson underneath the Christmas tree. I especially like her use of background vocals in the second verse. I'm I've mentioned before on the show that I was once exposed to the raw mixed down tracks of Since You've Been Gone. And one of the most amazing parts of that song are the depth of vocal layers that Kelly Clarkson has. Mm. She really knows how to weave together harmonies and counter melodies to pull you in even closer to the original melody. I agree. I think if the song works at all, it's because of those nostalgic sonic references we heard and because of Kelly Clarkson's powerhouse vocals. It's running eight years strong. Let's see it keep going. So keep that one in your mind as we move to the song that's sitting at number 17 on the holiday charts. It's Ariana Grande's Santa Tell Me from 2014. Santa tell me if you're really there. Don't make me fall in love again if you won't be here next year. That's neat because it has some of the timbres of old Christmas music, your glockenspiel mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Some more traditional instruments, strings, but it's much more contemporary in the way that it's syncopated. It's more rhythmically engaging and doesn't sort mm. of fall on the sort of rock and roll backbeat tropes. I also really love in Ariana's music, her use of strings is always so compelling. Like, I feel like we neglected to talk about Ariana's record positions that she put out that has done really well this year. The opening song, Shut Up, has really beautiful strings in the same kind of way. That's a great reference. I feel like that's one of her secret tricks. Like, she knows how to do those classical references with very contemporary stuff, and that's what we're getting on her holiday song. It's very modern, but it's got the throwback. It's both. I love it. I think you're onto something, Charles, because when we get to the first verse, they lean even further into those modern production choices. Oh my God, what is that beat? Is that a, like, that feels like a Jay-Z beat. <laughs> it's a little bit 99 problems, I think. Sure 
Yeah, it's Jay Z meets a Christmas Carol. <laughs> and it, <laughs> I and never it, knew I wanted it, and it worked. It totally works. Okay, let's move a little further down the charts, number thirty-four, where we'll encounter an old friend, Justin Bieber, and his song from twenty eleven, Mistletoe. I'm a believer. There's our little sleigh bells. It's the most beautiful time of the year. <laughs> Jason Mraz guitar. I should be playing in the winter snow, but I'ma be under the mistletoe. Nate, I don't like that song. <laughs> Why not, Charlie? Wow, very visceral reaction here. No, this is just just a personal thing. I don't like the sort of Jason Mrazy 50s chord progressions with a reggae beat kind of vibe. It's just like it's bro music to me. I'm sorry. It's not my it's just not my vibe. I appreciate you coining a new term, Mrazy, as in similar <laughs> to Jason Mraz, whose song I'm Yours is clearly being referenced here. Well are you done done me and you bet I felt it. I tried to beat you, but you so hot that I melted. I fell right through I don't want to throw shade at Jason Mraz because for me it's more about the song represents the guy at the party with the acoustic guitar trying to woo people. It's just like, it's a scene. It's not mine. I hear that. Mistletoe is almost a carbon copy of this Jason Mraz song. It's got the exact same chord progression. It's got the yeah. same guitar and the same guitar rhythm. It even has similar melodic phrasing. But I would venture to say this is even cringier than I'm yours, especially when we get to the chorus of Mistletoe. No, no, <laughs> hearing, no. Hearing Justin Bieber sing Shorty, I don't know, something about it just kind of ruins Christmas for me. I would rather listen to Peaches every Christmas because that's a great song. It doesn't have anything to do with the holidays, but man, this is makes my ears bleed. All right, Charlie, because you've been good this year. I'm going to give you one more. It's not in the top 40. It's currently at number 42. But it's a song from 2019 called Like It's Christmas by a band I I know you love. It's the Jonas Brothers. Oh, I like this. (laughs) It's so camp. Snow on the ground, love in the air, sleigh bells are ringing. This is what it's all about. The fire is warm. Is it a timeless classic? No, but do I enjoy anything that opens with a bearer tone going? <laughs> yeah, we're, God, we're we're so easy, Charles. Just that's, oh, suck. Yeah, it's fun. It's clear from this conversation that my taste is probably wrong. I'm just telling you how it resonates for okay, me. Okay, but now that you've admitted that, we still have a job. We have to pick which of these four songs we think is the most likely to join Mariah and Perry Como and Bing Crosby in the annals of Christmas music classics. Is it Jonas Brothers, Like It's Christmas? Is it Justin Bieber's Mistletoe? Is it Ariana Grande's Santa Tell Me? Or is it Kelly Clarkson's Underneath the Christmas Tree? What say you, Charles? I want it to be Ariana Grande. This is my favorite song, uh-huh. but it's definitely going to be Kelly Clarkson because it so closely adheres to the formula. Mm, okay, so a bold prediction from our resident songwriter. 
I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go ahead and say that Santa Tell Me by Ariana is going to be the the biggest modern hit that that we'll see. Because like we were saying, it's got that blend of modern production and kind of classic Christmas hallmarks. You know, the fact that old school hip hop is having such a nostalgia wave right now makes me think that maybe you're right because holiday music is all about nostalgia. And as we get older, the references which feel nostalgic, <laughs> they creep up in the decades. So maybe that those references feel like they fit in the same world of throwback hip hop. We'll have to cool. we'll have to see. We'll have to reconvene ten Christmases from now and see <laughs> and see what has emerged uh, in in our in our collective consciousness. I'll see you in the podcast metaverse in ten years. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break, Charlie. When we get back, we've been listening to songs that are super popular that are smashing the charts, but. There's a lot of other great Christmas music, holiday music out there, and I want to offer you and our listeners some of my favorite options to put on during your holiday festivities. You with me? Yeah, I really hope that we play some Kenny G. <laughs> no promises. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Calling all female runners, it's time to lace up and join Team Milk. Since the 2022 New York City Marathon, Team Milk has sponsored female marathon runners nationwide, providing support and shining a spotlight on their unique stories, perseverance, and drive to go the distance. Why milk? Dairy milk is an excellent nutritional ad for both marathon training and recovery. Milk contains 13 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, making it a crucial component of a training diet. Plus, it's one of the best beverages for hydration, even better than water. The same electrolytes that are added to many of your favorite sports drinks are found naturally in milk. And in 2024, Team Milk is taking the next step to empower female runners by launching the only women's marathon in the U.S. designed for and by women. Built to be accessible, empowering, and community building, the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. We're back and it's time to move away from the charts and share with you, Charlie, some of my favorite Christmas albums that you can put on and genuinely feel good about as you go through December and the holiday season. Okay, sure. Let's Let's start with a selection that I might call the vibiest Christmas album that you could spin this year. It's from a band called The Bird and the Bee, which is made up of singer Anara George and uh, multi-instrumentalist Greg Kirsten. That name might be familiar to you because he's produced a lot of Adele's tracks and many others. Oh, yeah. And they've got an album from 2020 called Put Up the Lights. Let's spin the first track called You and I at Christmas Time. You put up the lights 
I love that. It's like riding the Neo Soul vibe. It's doing a little bit of the lo-fi thing. But I really appreciate the use of an upright piano and you can hear the clicking of the keys because my favorite thing during the holidays is when people gather around the piano and sing together and it's doing that for me. I totally agree. This is an album that you can actually put on from beginning to end and if you're having a party or you're with your family, people won't look at you and go like, what What the heck are we listening to? It's actually, it's actually very vibey and very cool. Let's move on to my next selection. It is what we might call the most soulful country holiday album. It's from a legend, Loretta Lynn. It's called White Christmas Blue. And let's listen to a little bit of the title track. You're turning my white Christmas blue. You're turning my white Christmas blue. I love this. It's a very two-step Christmas. Very, yes. We've got mandolin, which I happen to play and really love the instrument. I dig it. It's it's sweet. It's lovely. It's got Loretta Lynn's incredible vocals, but it's also yeah. got a sense of humor. I think this is a really fun album mm. to put on and genuinely enjoy. You know, isn't that interesting that so many of those songs at the top of the charts – as much as they are holiday music, they're really kind of silly and fun. Like, Jingle Bell Rock is not taking itself too seriously. And now there is this. Okay, Charlie, I think I'm going to be preaching to the choir with this next selection because you've already outed yourself as a Charlie Brown Christmas fanatic. And this album is the one that I would describe as the most second coming of Vince Guaraldi-esque. It's called A Very Wolfy Christmas. It's from 2019. And Wolfpack? it's a trio from Wolfpack's pianist Woody Goss uh. in which he takes some of the funk band Wolfpack's songs and turns them into these Vince <laughs> Guaraldi style trio arrangements. So take a Wolfpack song like One for One DiMaggio. Let's listen to the original. And let's listen to the very Wolfy Christmas version. I love this because I really am the biggest fan of the Vince Guaraldi trio who did the Charlie Brown Mm -hmm. Christmas album because it exists in this world of jazz that is kind of a unique vocabulary to Vince. Like no one plays quite like him. Yeah. And this record is getting it right on the nose. I know. They've even managed to find the same kind of slightly out of tune piano that Garaldi used on the original recording. It's it's really fun. And this is another one that mm. works from start to finish. So you can put it on w- without concern that your guests will be like, what what is this? What are we listening to? Okay. Finally, I'm going to end with a curveball because it's the album that I would select for the funkiest holiday album (laughs) and the track i want to play is actually not a christmas song charles it's called eight days of hanukkah and it's performed by the late great sharon jones and the dap kings
<laughs> I mean, it's so it's, it's so good, Charlie. Oh, that's really fun. Before we go, can I throw in a favorite? <sighs> Fine, just because it's the season, I'll let I'll let you get in here. What do you What have you got for us? Well, our friend Jenny Owen Youngs put out a song called Fireside with John Mark Nelson and her partner Tankard, and it's just really one of my favorite holiday songs right now because it's all about those fireside vibes. There's a moment in the holiday season where you're throwing that big old party and you got to play Jingle Bell Rock and you got to throw on that Sharon Jones track because everyone's <laughs> vibing to the eggnog. But then later in the night, things slow down and there's like you're sitting around the fireside, you're having the final nightcap mm-hmm. and you just need that thing to chill out to. I love that feeling warm all together around the fireside kind of feeling i agree I, i'm gonna throw all these songs in a playlist and we can share them and you can have your own deeply vibey christmas that'll take you from morning to evening and all the emotions in between charlie thanks for joining me on this holiday odyssey and i'm very keen to stay tuned to see which songs make it into the christmas canon and which get left by the wayside so we make this uh, uh an annual tradition with me Absolutely. As I said at the top, this was just truly delightful. Switched on Pop is produced by Nate Sloan, me, Charlie Harding. We're engineered by Brandon McFarland, edited by Julie Myers, social media by Abby Barr, illustrations by Iris Gottlieb. Our executive producers are Hannah Rosen and Nishat Kurwa. We're a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network and a production of Vulture. You can find more episodes of our show anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, switchedonpop.com. We love hearing from you on Instagram and Twitter at Switched on Pop. Tell us what your favorite holiday songs are. What are the new ones? What are the old ones that you keep coming back to? We want to know. We're going to be taking a little break for the holidays. Really looking forward to some rests, some eggnog, some holiday songs. We'll catch you in the new year. We've got some really fun stuff planned. We can't wait to see you. It's been so great listening with you this year. Have a great holiday season. And until 2022, thanks Thanks for for listening. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running. And that's not the case. Most runners hate running. (laughs) But they choose to do it. In the new docuseries, Running Sucks, brought to you by Teen Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Teen Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon taking place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16th, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.